Hi guys, so we are the last group to record and so today we are going to be doing a game, right guys? So claps at mo guys, uy! That's the energy I want! Okay, so karun guys, we're going to be doing like a mixture of games na. So we're gonna do like three games like combined na to, okay? So this is this this is the this these are this is the thing. So before I chose already like an imposter. Wow! I chose this is gonna be murder mystery. I I chose an imposter na dugay na and then um I chose an imposter before and so all of you all of you who 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 I didn't tell kay you all are are innocent ra so you have to yeah yeah innocent. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, how this game will go? Bear with me, guys. Okay, this is kind of confusing at first. If you so so, it's very confusing at first. So, but then we will. The flow will go on and on, and you know what I mean. No. Anyways, so um, the goals of the the goal of the innocent is they can either they have two objectives for like they can choose one path or one the other. So they can either find out who the imposter is, or they can gain points. And whoever has the most points will get five vault points from Teacher Louise. Five. So whoever has the most, ha, the most vault points. Come on, that's the most. Yeah. So you can pick. You can either figure out who the imposter is, or you can either get the most. No, no. Basta one clue is it's not either of us or not Teacher Ing like last time. For the imposter. He can he can either sabotage eh, he can sabotage and and gain the most points as well so it's kind of lucky lucky for the imposter and um uh and uh if the imposter wins if none of you guys can figure it out he can choose two random people not not us though only two random people of you to dance a BTS dance right here in the middle so I took I took uh, credits to the podcast okay I I took inspiration. And um, yeah, so remember, if the imposter wins, he will choose two, uh, two. Ah, TikTok one again. Huh? Like ah, TikTok a, dance. Uh, TikTok to, uh, to Jimin's vibe. Okay, sige, sige. And then if the if if the innocents win, however, then if the innocents win, they can let the imposter do a dance instead, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, once you remember, once you have your your points, you can convert. You can uh, if you have the most points, you can get five. Literature vault points or homeroom points, I think. Do you understand? Yeah. Huh? We should just play it first. Okay. You know what? Let's start na lang. Okay. Yeah, you'll understand. I think it's one of those things. Yeah, as we play it, you'll we'll get the hang of it, no? Um. Also, again, no. Um. If the imposter gets away with it, no, he can pick two people. So yeah, to do a TikTok. Um. We'll have a list. Like we can do Vibe by Jimin, or you can do. Polaroid Love by Enhypen or like Chicken Noodle Soup by J-Hope, no? Um, and then, um, but if the imposter is found, then they're the ones who has to do it. So since since it's kind of confusing and I know I know everything, man, kay, yeah, basta, um, I will be the one to start na lang, okay? And you will see a poem called Tulukasta, On Going to the War by Richard Lovelace. So hello, so to Locasta, on going to the wars. Tell me not, sweet, I am unkind, that from the nunnery of thy chaste breast and quiet mind, to war and arms I fly. True, a mistress now I chase, the first foe in the field, 
and with a stronger faith embrace a sword, a horse, a shield. Yet this inconsistency is such as you too shall adore. I could not love thee, dear so much, love I not, honor more. Okay, thank you for that, John. So now, John, John read the poem, and so I would like to ask, does any of you guys have an understanding of what the first stanza means? Do you, any of you guys know what the first stanza means? Can I call, can, can anyone uh, like give a guess? Yes, Lance. Hey, hello everyone. Uh, all felt. So, I suppose the first part, the first stanza could mean that the Mr. Lovelace is off to war and his uh, his lover Lucasta is uh, trying begging him not to go and she's calling him unkind, but he's telling her that he's not. Tell me not, sweet. I am unkind. So he's saying, don't call me unkind. Um, that, um, as Lan said, he's going to war. So he's leaving her in order to fight in a war, no? And he said, nga, please, do not say I am unkind for doing this. Alright? Okay, the second stanza. Who, who wants to guess what the what it means? <laughs> well, um... Okay, uh, true a mistress, now I chase. The first, the first foe in the, the field. First? The first? The first foe in the field. And with stronger faith, embrace a sword, a horse, a shield. So now maybe she's having um, an enemy against Kanamurag. Like there's an enemy more. Like a rival niya ba? Like rival niya. Who is her rival? Like another woman. Pakshur. I did it. Pakshur. The girl, the girl Lucas Taba, she has a rival. She, she might lose him. To someone else, but who is that person she might listen to? True, a new mistress now I cheat. It's true. I'm I'm going after someone else. Who is that? You know that answer. The enemy? Um Good. The, so enemy. This, huh? Wait. the enemy. The enemy. Okay, Marco said that. So since Marco wants points, we will give him a point. Alright. So now uh, yes, it's true. Nga the nga the rival of the girl is the enemy. Nga the like the guy is going man to war, no? And so you don't get a point. You will give it to someone else. Very good. No, you're analyzing it well, no? Um, just guys, get the emotional grasp of it, okay? And um, before we enter into the conclusion of the poem, ba, try to wrap your heads around this this concept, no? Nga, um, imagine good you find like the one you love good. Um, you you find good, Murag. It, it's like they're in love with each other, Murag. In a way, nothing's getting in the way of their romance, but they can be together, good. But then war takes him away, and it's like he has to leave the safety of her love in order to fight in a war, no? Put his life at risk. He's really going good from like the heaven of her love to the hell of war, goodbye. That's kind of what's going on in the poem, no? And the third stanza will seek to give a satisfying conclusion to that situation. Okay guys, so the third stanza, I really like the third stanza of this poem. It's very poetic and romantic. Okay, um, okay I want you guys to figure it out first. Who, what do you think, like, what do you think uh, the girl is, kinda, what do you think the girl will realize in the, in the story? Like, why, nga, when, he, when he goes to war, what do you think she will realize about him? I think, like, in the third stanza, when he get, gets, maybe even when he gets back from the war, she, she can see him as, like, an honor, 
like someone who would honor and serving his country and like stuff like that. So uh, how will she react to that? Yeah, how will she? Happy, happy, happy. That's it. That's that's all. Okay. So what else, well, Paman? Because that's true. I know what yeah, that yeah. is, right? Now it's a very honorable thing, and she will see the honor of it. But how will she react to that? Uh, she will probably adore him even more. So. Yes, in this stanza, guys, he is. Uh, uh, the the stanza is saying uh, the girl will eventually respect him more because kanang of because the guy is is an honorable man and she is and he is gonna like fight for the honor ba. So that is why kanang it it's so it's so like I I don't know how to I don't know how to kanang say it in words but it's so it's so kanang cute kay ba. It's so it's so nice. It's such a nice thing for the guy to do, and. I don't know. It's just it's so it's so nice. I don't know. I can't explain it properly. And then um, one thing I want to ask before we end the poem is this is from the podcast. Uh, I found it an interesting question now. Uh, wait, where was it? Huh? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to compare kanang. Uh, it's like a compare and contrast and with Valorant and BTS. So so I only ask two people. Uh, a girl and a boy. So I want you to try to compare to con- uh, compare and contrast this poem with a BTS song or a, or the, the game Valorant. So so for boys it's BTS and a girl is Valorant or another boy who wants to. Okay, yo PM. I think it's like Sage, you know. When <laughs> okay, you asked for this. Look at Dylan's face. He's like he regrets this so much. Oh really? Oh great. So it's like when a teammate dies and then wins and then and then you win the game and it's so nice to see them once again. <laughs> like you survived a match and it's just two of you left and it's so nice oh, to see around. Yeah, around around yes. Do I get a point for that? No, I just wanted to hear. Oh, Kalina. Go. Okay. That's Okay. Well, I think the best example like for me I really like like um, astronaut Jin Solo song good because it really was his goodbye but and he's literally going to the military good and yeah they just announced that J-Hope said gonna enlist in the military so it's different no obviously I'm not I can't compare like the love of a man and a woman and, or like um, a husband and a wife to um, a fandom and the band they follow but there's a little bit of it I think uh, they really have to separate from army um, in order to do their duty, ba. I mean, the point of this uh, again, as Zeke said, no, nice. This poem is very nice because sometimes honor will get in the way of love. Good. Sometimes doing the honorable thing means I'm um, giving up love, ba. And so, the fact that you choose the honorable thing over love just makes the love better good rather than you do something dishonorable like you know richard lovelace could have fled he could have rejected the call to fight for his country but and to defend his country but um if he did that then matinted said good ilang love good their love will not will not remain pure but if it is chosen over honor so that i i really like this poem good because it shows that love is a gift 
but it should not come at the price of honor good and that's what makes the girl love him so much and he's an honorable man and i think that's something no like when you like girls when you have a crush on a guy ba it's that one of the things nga you like about them nga he's honorable he has honor no or is it just guapusha he has abs or or like he's charming but or is it because nga you know nga he will do what is right and what is honorable good kana that's a, that should be one reason why you love a man good and boys that should be what you strive for mm, that should be what you strive for nga you'll be honorable this is guessing time huh so what do you, who do you guys think so far the imposter do you guys have a clue Yes. Okay, Darren. So far off, dude. You know what? Eh, for the sake of the class. Sit. 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 Who plays Roblox? Okay, do you guys? Okay, so he said it's Marco. What about you guys? Who do you think Paman it is? Marco? Do you think it's Lance? Lance? Who? What else? Does anyone have any guess? Okay. Okay. So to so Lance, you're out of the game, but you can still participate for the points. All right. So so that we won't waste enough, we won't waste a lot of time. Let's go right away to the next poem, which is Dylan's. All right. Yeah, my poem is Rosalind's Madrigal by Thomas Lodge. Love in my bosom, like a bee, doth suck his sweet. Now with his wings he play with me. Now with his feet within my eyes. He makes his nest, his best, his bed amidst my tender breast. My kisses are his daily feast, and he robs me of my rest. Ah, what wanton will he, will will ye? And if I sleep, the prick per perched he with pretty flight and makes his pillow of my knee. The live the live long night strike I my lute. He tunes the string. He he. He music plays if so I sing. He lends me every lonely thing. Yet cool, he my heart that sing, sting, waste one ton, one ton till he. As I with roses every day. Oh, is that part? Oh, I'm sorry. As I with roses every day, will whip you hence and bind you when you long to pray. For your offense, I'll shut mine eyes to keep you in. I'll make you fast in you. It for your sin, I'll count your power not worth a pin. Alas, what hereby shall I win if he gainsay? What if I I beat the wanton boy with my with many a rod? He will repay me with annoy because a god then sit thou safely on my knees. Then let thy bower my bosom be. Lord in my mine eyes, I like of thee, I cupid. So thou pity me, spare not, but play thee. Okay, so I want to start off the poem with the question: What does Thomas Lodge compare love to? Like, what what do you think love is to him? Sure. 
Oh, no, you're done. Anyone oh, no, else? No, no, no. Someone else. Someone else. PM. 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 Oi, it's eight B. So Muka. So it's a B. All right. Next. Um. Okay. I just wanna. I wanna state out a unique thing about this poem. When, you know how like most love poems talk about a relationship, or like with another boy or girl. Uh, what do you think this poem focuses on besides a relationship? Most love poems, they're addressing the person that they like, okay? But this love poem is different. It isn't talking to the person that they love, no? Who is the poem talking to? Or what? Or yeah, or what? It's not addressing the girl, but like, this girl is so pretty. Her hair is like this, her eyes... It's not like that. It's a unique love poem. Why? What is the poem talking about? What is the poem talking to? It's not talking about the one they love. It's talking about or speaking to something else. Denise, who are they addressing? Who, are, who is the poet discussing? Um, love itself. Love itself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my guys, so you really know good. It's talking about the love itself good. Yeah, Was it that difficult? That yes. Wow, oh, okay. All right. Um, now, uh, what does the poet think of love? Like, what is his relationship with love? Because, you know, as Denise said, that this poem is about love, like, love itself, not about a person. What do you think the poet thinks about love, his relationship? What do you think its uh, friendliness with love is? What, yeah, very, um, Dylan's questions are very good, no? Okay? Um, if he's talking about love, what is his relationship with love like? How does he feel about it? How yeah. does he describe it? I believe that love, he, Mr. Love, Mr. Thomas, his uh, relationship with love is kind of like a love-hate kind of thing. Correct. Is he enjoying love's game? You said that it's, uh, it's like a love-hate relationship, right? So, answer to that was like, yeah, it's a love-hate relationship because love keeps robbing him of his rest. It's there in the first stanza, and he keeps getting bothered. He doesn't like it, although. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he keeps getting bothered. I'll give it. Yeah, very good. Um, I, I like that. No, it's a love-hate relationship with love. Good, particularly um as who answered B gane um PM no um because love is compared to like a B guys no it's a B when there's a bee going around for example imagine good you're really sleepy you want to sleep now but in your room there's a bee okay like you hear it buzzing every time you kind of go to sleep it kind of goes near your ear okay or it it lands on your nose or you can hear the sound of it but that's so irritating right that's so annoying good and that is what thomas lodge compares love to and i think we can all relate to this yeah you like someone ba and murag it feels good, you like them, but Murag, it's annoying at the same time, okay? It makes you act kind of stupid sometimes. It, it, it's irritating. You can't stop thinking about them. That's how he compares love. Good. It's an annoying thing, but it brings joy. It brings pleasure to him. I particularly like this um, in the second stanza, guys, no? Um, and if I sleep, the, he perches he with pretty flight and makes his pillow of my knee the live long night. Strike I am my lute, he tunes the string. He music plays, if so, I sing. He lends me every lovely thing. Okay? What does that mean? What does that mean, man? 
how in in terms of his relationship with love because the first stanza is really about love annoying him good no it's about love annoying him number it keeps him up at night it's sweet but at the same time where it makes him restless all right that that stanza those lines in particular strike i am my lute he tunes the string lute is a musical instrument okay so when he tries to play music love is the one that tunes the string for him he music plays if so i sing when he sings love is in the background being backed up to him okay he lends me every lovely thing so what does this say about his relationship with love money i um so so far like his relationship with love kinda it's like it, it's pretty good but so yeah it's good it's, good. it's not all he's annoying love said good inspires him helps him sing but uh, still to john also john pa. but how does that stanza end but uh love is also cruel at the same time Very good. it stings him okay um i love that progression as alan said it's a love-hate relationship with love again okay first stanza is how love is annoying second stanza it's how love inspires him okay he can produce music because of his love no but in the end it ends up stinging his heart sad Alright? So it's the same thing with us with us good. Now when you have a crush, ma inspired good ka. You feel inspiration, but you also get hurt said good at the same time. So it's a very relatable poem about love good. Okay? And then third stanza, I'm real and will continue on, no? but it intensifies even. Because of the relationship uh, the poet has with love, how do you think he wants to react to it? Like uh what's this? Because of the relationship how do you think I just repeat myself? Um, he wants to react to the relationship. How? If that's your relationship with someone, guys, okay? Nga, they're a friend, but they're annoying, sad. Where they help you at times, but then they betray you, sad guy, and make you feel bad. How does Thomas Lodge want to react to that? Okay? By that saying, uh, you want to them to you want to push them back, like at times, but also want to keep. You, them close. Read third stanza. Oh, wait, third stanza. It really talks about how he wants to react to love. Else I with roses every day will whip you hence and bind you when you long to play for your offense. I'll shut mine eyes to keep you in. I'll make you fast it for your sin. I'll count your power worth not worth a pin. Alas, what here you Hereby shall I win. Else I with roses every day will whip you. He wants to whip love with roses, okay? And bind you when you long to play. So there's whipping, there's binding. I'll shut mine eyes to keep you in. There's keeping him in, caging him in, okay? I'll make you fast it for your sin. He'll punish it if it does wrong, okay? What is that? What is that? When do you do things like that? When you want what? What does he want from love? I think that's a good question. What does he want from love? Like, you know, with this, please, guys, you know. You, you guys know it. You just don't want to say it. I have a friend who constantly. It's a love hate relationship. You like them, you like hanging out with them, but you also lose to them all the time. What would you want out of that relationship? Nah, you'll get the benefits, but you won't get the annoying things that come with it. What do you want? It can start with a C, it can start with a P, 
think about it. What do you want in a relationship like that? Darren, ha? Basin rong nasat ka ba? Kapag ako as is Companionship uy, right? No! Anyone else? When you whip someone, when you bind someone, you punish someone, what are you looking for? Control! Very good, that's the perfect word for it. Control, or even power, guys. Okay? That's what Thomas Lodge wants. He wants control over love. He wants power over it. Okay? He doesn't want to completely get rid of it. Okay? But he wants to control it. He wants power over it. Okay? Uh, as Trilouis said, he wants to take over love. He wants to be. He wants it to be under his control. He wants it. He wants love to be his to command. Um, he also mentions here that he wants to hurt love back uh, because of what he's been through because of love. I mean, clearly, like he feels abused by love. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and the next question: What result will come if the poet acts in such manner? Like, what do you? Th what consequence will uh, be upon him if he? Does something like that, like if he if he wants to control love or if he wants to punish love, what do you think the consequences will be if he does so? Yeah, like if he really does that to love good, if he manages to hurt love back and discipline it, will he be the winner in that situation? I think no, because uh, the he he will, he will still get annoyed from the love, yeah, from love. What the poem is trying to say, even though. He does try to do something to it. Love will always have power over him. Like it will still have, whether he punishes it or not, it will still have leverage. I think that's a good word for that. Even if you hurt love back, the, what will happen is love will leave you. And then will you be happy if love leaves? Like if you if you try to overpower or over control love, what will happen good is you'll end up losing it. Okay, you'll end up losing it good. If, if you don't, you'd want to like risk getting hurt or risk looking like a fool, no? If you're not willing to give that up, you will not get love good. Okay, according to Thomas Lodge, good. Okay? Falling in love will come good with losing control. Okay, you will not be in complete control over it. Good. So if you try too hard to overpower it, it will leave you good, and you'll just be without love. So, uh, following what teacher said, basically so far what the sound, what the poem is basically saying that love can and it will hurt at some point, and. Yeah, there's no stopping the consequences of trying to control love. Here in the fourth stanza, if you want to reread, go ahead. Um, in the fourth stanza, the metaphor changes from a bee going to what, basically? Like, he talks about love being a bee turning into what? What is it now? In the fourth stanza, yeah. what does love turn out? The wanton boy. Okay, wanton boy is correct, but there's another name for it. But sure, I'll consider wanton boy or a god. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cupid. Cupid. Cupid's the love god. Um, Cupid good is the love personified. Yeah. Take love and personify it as a teenage boy. That's Cupid good. Yeah. Cupid was basically like he was mischievous, who liked getting people into trouble, where he shoots love arrows into people's hearts. So that yeah, that's Cupid. He, was, he wanted to cause trouble. So wanton boy or a god. So um. What is the 
poet's final conclusion after accepting that love has complete power over him. Like what? Like okay, I've done everything. What's like the final conclusion after everything I've tried? He says good, you know, Marag. I you can't, Marag. In a way, but you can't overpower love. You can't control love. Love will come with pain. Love will come with inconvenience. Love will come good with with kind of like with you getting annoyed ba okay there's no good like perfect smooth completely smooth love good no so what is his solution because he tried controlling or overpowering it and it didn't work so what is his final solution okay so you know what this is my conclusion when it comes to love what if i beat the wanton boy with many a rod he will repay me with annoy because a god then sit thou safely on my knee and let life thy bower my bosom be Look in mine eyes, alike of thee, O Cupid, so thou pity me, spare not, but play thee. Okay, what do you take? So if he's not, if he can't control love, what will he do na lang? He asks for forgiveness? Not That's part of it, part but of there's it. more buffs. Aside from it, not sorry, I will not hurt you, I will not cross you. But what's another term for that? And there's more than just asking for forgiveness. I'm looking no, for... No, no, I want Marco can figure oh, it out. Oh, okay. I'm looking for like a specific word. Process it. When you ask for forgiveness... What do you do? Sit thou safely on my knee. So sorry, Kaayo, I tried to get control. Here you can sit on my knee. Let thou bower my bosom be. My heart can be where you will rest whenever you need rest. Lurk in mine eyes. I like of these. Get fine. Stay within me. You can come to me anytime. Oh Cupid, so thou pity me. Spare not, but play me. You accept love? Accept love, that's another sure. good word. What else, man? You still want him to figure yeah. it out? He accepted He it. wants to play with love still? Yeah, or in a way, but not so much play, but like... He still wants to be in terms quote, in a with love. Yeah. Uh, Anyone want to steal? Because I saw the fans can You will play along, like... You know, play along with... Play along? Is that good? It's... No. Alright, anyone else? You wanna try? Bantaika. <laughs> the love be with him? Like... No. So, all of you were like, equally close, I guess. So, he still wants... To, yeah. Oh, um, so, he still wants to be in touch with love. He doesn't want... He doesn't want a big relationship with love or anything. He doesn't want love out of his life. But he's, he wants pity from love. He wants love to like, I won't do anything with you, but please just have mercy, is what he was trying to say. So basically, what does he do? He surrenders to love, is the word I was looking Surrender, for. Surrenders, submits. He okay. gives up. Yeah, Marek, he said, you know what? I can't beat you. Marek, you're, you're more powerful than I am. My only thing na lang is na have pity on me. Okay, Marek, don't leave me, because a life without love is very sad, but sad. But when you do come along, Okay? It's submission, guys. It's surrender. Good. I'm not gonna try to control you. I'm not gonna try to overpower you. Morag, you're more powerful than I am. Have mercy on me. Okay? And I kind of love this dynamic he has with love. That's very good. I think Dylan did it very well. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, that's it for my poem. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. What? Okay. What? Press X, X out, Marco.
JP, man, Marco. Marco. You have to figure it out. So who's gonna die? Huh? Marco. We'll reveal everything later in the end. So who wants to read Sonnet 43? Uh, Sonnet 43 by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. How do I love thee? Let me count the let me count the ways. I love thee to depth and breadth and height. My soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being an ideal grace. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love thee with my passion, passion put to use in my old griefs and with my childhood's faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints. I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life, and if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. Okay, that was fantastic. So, what do you think? Line 1, 2, and 3 to 4 is trying to say. What is it trying to say, man? She's trying to ano, uh, tell us how far her love can reach or how deep her love is so yeah that was kind of that was correct actually how it's much it's a very simple yeah. version of what she said so gab was correct she's always gonna love him dude forever okay oh my gosh i'm gonna get illig dude okay guys so it's true no what gab said is right basically this poem so far you know it's really just I love you so much. That's really it. I love this guy so much, you know? But listen to the way she says it, Godo. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being and ideal grace. All right? It's such a super char way of really just saying, a man, am I in love with you good? Okay? It's just a very, very intense way of saying that. Um, and so, in, enjoy the language. Enjoy the words and how she wrote it, no? What else? What else is she trying to say, man? Like, how much does she love him, Manjun? Like, how much? How deep is his like, love? Like, how much Manjun ba? Like, is she gonna love him, Jude, like, forever? Like, forever, Jude, or... Was it not ending? Not ending or what? Oh, what's that? So according to the ano, fourth line, it says na one for the ends of being an ideal grace. So what is she's what? saying that one, her love will never end for him, na na. Mm. Okay. What else? Yeah, it's connected to her being. Oh. Listen, you guys, huh? It's connected to her being. She says, man, for the ends of being an ideal grace. So as long as she exists, as long as she is, she loves him, good. Okay? Grab it. It's so power. It's so it's so intense. No more. As for as long as I am, I will love you. What? Oh my gosh. So killing. So technically what this part of the sonnet is saying that after, even when she dies, she's still gonna love him. What is line five to eight saying, man, guys? What What do you think? Let's Let's understand and grasp what the 
quote, the sonnet is saying, How many headaches? Um, line, uh, line five to eight. Thank you for giving me. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need. Ah, it's such gorgeous writing it. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love thee with the passion put... We'll stop there because that already is a lot, no? I love thee purely as they turn from praise. Uh, who can do what Gap did? You just simplify what yeah. she's saying here. What, what is the sonnet saying, man? Who wants to answer? Philip Martin? I think... She's she's saying that she she loves him fully and like even from day to night she loves uh, she loves him very much and and it's her most quiet need. Oh, oh that's such a nice line. Did I get it right there? What does it mean, man? Most quiet need. Can you imagine if someone says that to you? Hey, you are my most quiet need. Oh, Namura, it's like. It's, it's constantly there, like every day, His love. Like she's doing what she has to do, but there is a constant and right? quiet need for him. Even this, so I love thee freely. Her freedom, but she chooses. It's not like she's like a prisoner of love, no? She freely loves him. Like, it's my choice. I choose to need you. I choose to, to like... I choose to love you this much every single day. It's it's a free choice of hers, good enough. Grabby, oh my gosh, she has no chill. Elizabeth Barrett Browning. And then pure, pagyod. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. It's a humble love. It's not bang. Look at good how much I love you. Awesome, I can love this much. It's pure. It's a humble Murag, as you turn from praise. If she is ever praised, no. Like, for what we're doing now, or what I'm doing now, I'm praising her. Oh, she's so good at writing. She would turn from it. No, the only reason why I can write this way is because of my love for him. Goodness, this girl. So, thank you, Tre Luis, for answering most and explaining the sonnet very well. So, how about line 9 to 12? What do you think it's saying, man? Grasp it, grasp the language. I love thee with a passion put to use in my old griefs and with my childhood's faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints. I love thee with a breath, smiles, tears of all my life, and if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. In the first part of this section, good, where is she looking? Is she looking backwards? Is she looking forward? Backward. She's looking to her past, no? Now, all of her past heartbreaks from childhood, okay? Um, she loves him with all of that good. And looking forward, even beyond death, she feels like even after death, she can still love him even. Her love will go on, no? Even after death. She, and she feels like it will be, she will love him better for good after death okay so um the last few lines good are her looking back at her past which i think anya will explain no why guys once you know her story no it's even more meaningful good and then even looking forward she feels like even if she die she will still hold on and hang on to her love so thank you but guys 
The thing with this, you guys know, this poem isn't actually a poem you can really analyze so much because it's honestly pure emotion. It's pure emotion, but it's just expressed in a very intelligent way. Alright? It's an amazing poem because it's raw emotion. But she gave it form and she gave it words, no? So very powerful. See Elizabeth Thank you, Teacher Luis, for explaining the sonnets. So now, Anya is gonna read her poem and say the background of the Brownings. First, I will be giving a background of Robert Browning. So, Robert Browning was an English poet and a playwright. And his dramatic monologues is, is the one that made him high on the Victorian poets. He, he was known for his irony, characterization, dark humor, social commentary, historical settings, challenging or difficult vocabulary and syntax. So what is the main themes in his writing? So the main themes in his writings were jealousy, death, violence, and delusional. But his life was the opposite of the themes that he wrote. He, he, because of these writings, you might think his life was so dark and depressing, but it was the complete opposite. His parents had a very happy marriage, and he was also married to Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Their marriage was a secret because they knew Elizabeth's father wouldn't uh, would disapprove their marriage until uh, until Elizabeth died on June 29, 1861. So we'll move on to the poem. So, Can I have so, the mic for a while? Ah, okay. Okay. Can you know, guys, brief, brief background. Good. Elizabeth Barrett Browning, good. Um, the writer of our last poem, no, Sonnet 43, she was um, really in a very overprotective um, household, no? To the point where it was very toxic, guys. No, they really would lock her up good. And they would tell her that she's very sickly, no? They told her that she's sickly, you can't interact because you'll die. Okay, that's how overprotective they were. They would even go so far as to tell her she was sick when actually she wasn't. She had low health, but she was not as sick as they made it out to be, no? And Robert Browning, this good boy from a good family, rescued her from that situation, good. He knew what they were doing, how they were manipulating her, and he's the one who rescued her. So it's so sweet for me, Sonnet 43 is about this guy, good, no, who rescued her from this kind of traumatic childhood good okay um beautiful guy which i think the lines about her looking back to her childhood no that is so much felt in her love for robert good and as anya said his poetry is very dark um it's very dark it's 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 morbid okay but he was such a sunshine guy good so it's a very interesting um comparison i think let's oh. read the whole thing and then we're going to read it by Line, five right? lines and yeah we're gonna analyze them and talk about what it means even if yes. we're wrong or right the rain set early in tonight the sullen wind was soon awake and tore the elm, elm tops down for spite and did it its worst to vex the lake i listened with heart to find uh with heart fit to break Okay, do we get started now? Okay, guys, what do you think it means? Thinking yes. emoji, thinking emoji. It's <laughs> not like this. <laughs> so basically, this... We're talking about uh, this dude came from a very 
cold, windy night and stuff. It's like raining. It's rainy. Thunder, thunder. Basically, I think that the that the first few lines it perfectly sets the mood for this whole poem. Basically, the setting of the poem. Yes. Yeah. It sets the mood as on this gloomy day, and it shows the rain as a fierce beast that likes to that likes to destroy stuff. I listen with heart fit to break. When in when glided in Porphia, straight, she shut the cold out and the storm, and kneeled and made cheerless great, blaze up, and all the cottage warm. Now, what do you think it could possibly mean, guys? I think that the girl prefer Porphy how do you pronounce it? Porphyria? Porphyria. Let's yeah. just say that. Went into the house that the guy is in. And then started a fire. Uh, okay. She closed like the open windows or something. Then after what she did after was like place like a fire. Was that thing called? Basically, she lit up the fireplace yeah. you know, to keep fireplace. the cozy warm vibes. Dana, you want to read it? Bro? And by the way, oh, yes. And by the way, it's Porphyria. Oh, Porphyria. Okay, Porphyria. I don't know. Porphyria. Okay, Tino, I got nothing. Or Ophelia. Isn't that a Hamlet reference? Okay. Oh my my bad, my bad, bro. And later saw gloves by un- untied her, da- her hat and left the damp air fall. And last she sat down by my side and called me, but no voice replied. She put my arm above her waist. Oh, is that it? Or, or... I think we should just stop there. So. so... Me, I have. I want to say something. Me, me. All right, all right, Ami. I specifically remember this one because you told me right beside me. Oh and yeah. And you got it. Oh, I got that right. Bit. Oh yeah. So basically, she is seducing him. Mm, yes. Yes. She <laughs> is harassing him. And made her smooth white shoulder bare, and all her yellow hair displaced, and stooping made. Uh, and stooping, made my cheek lie there and spread all uh, and spread all our her yellow hair, murmuring how she loved me. She, she too weak for all her heart's endeavor to set its struggling passion free from pride. Okay, I'm gonna read the. I'm about to read everything, so I'll just stop there. So. Oh, you, you should you should add the line, Con, and give herself to me forever. That's it. Huh? And you stop there. Period, okay. man. Okay, okay. Oh yeah. yeah. She's too weak for all her heart's endeavor to see uh, to set its struggling passion free from pride. In vain her ties dissever and give herself to me forever. Oh, what's it like? Okay, I hope you have a Let's go. So some like parts, some parts are yeah. Okay. So. She she really, she wants to show him that she really loves her. She goes be, beside him, uh-huh, okay. hugs her, hugs him, like cuddle cuddle ba. Mm-hmm. And then she she whispers in his ear, like, "I love you so much." Uh-huh. Come on, JP, I believe. I believe in you, JP. And then, then and then she wa- she wants her to be with him forever. Uh, continue, continue, continue. Ever and ever and ever. I can't look all of a sudden, thought of one so pale for her, for love of her, and all in vain. So she was come through in win and vain. Okay, my little insight into this 
is that like it's not from the guy that she's being she was restrained it was from a big feast the gay yeah, feast I, like happy a happy yes. and she just and she left it just to be with him she had yeah. to be in rain yeah he had to go through i mean she had to go through the this big storm just to see him yeah, All right. He loves her so much. Okay, ma'am. My, my turn to Juan, Be sure I looked up at her eyes. Happy and proud. At last, I knew. Priya worshipped me. Surprise. Made my heart swell. And, and still it grew. While I debated what to do. Uh, basically, I think. Basically, we already know that she loves him. He kind yeah. of died. I think in the poem he, he kind of doubted that she he she loved him, but now he's sure. Yeah. And and but he doesn't know what to do now. Should he accept or decline? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, and we have okay, to read okay. more most more of the poem to see what how this sounds. That moment she was mine, mine fair, perfectly pure and good. I found a thing to do in all her hair, in one. In one long yellow string, I wound three times her little throat around and strangle her. I'll just stop. What? I'll just stop. Reading. I think I think yes, we know what it means, guys. Guys, so he basically killed her with her hair. Yeah, strangled her, oh, wow. uh, strangled her with her hair <laughs> wow. to keep her oh, wow. pure and good. Shock emoji. Shock emoji. <laughs> Where, how do you do this? <laughs> There, 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 oh, there. this one day. Uh, I am very shocked about this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this is very surprising. No pain, she felt. Oh, wait, no. No pain felt she. I am quite sure she felt no pain. She don't, Guys, she felt no pain, Leggy. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. just died, bro. Okay. Basically, yeah. We really get to see who this, who the speaker in this poem is. Now, now we see his true colors, and we now know he's a psycho. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah, he, he literally, he literally, he literally uh, strangled her I guess with her he, hair. He could. Yeah, yes. I think he's probably. I think he's probably being selfish. Like she, he knew she, she knew she loves him, and he, but he wants to keep her forever. So she, he strangled her. He strangled her. Yes, you are actually correct. Wow. Uh, okay, okay. Excellent. Let's go. Let's go to the next one. As a shut bud that holds a bee, I warily open her lids again. Laugh the blue eyes without a stain, and I untighted next the tress. Is it actually just tress? Yeah. About about her neck. Dress. Her neck. I mean her cheek. Once more blush bright beneath my burning kiss. But like actually, I'll just take her time. You know. He opened the girl's eyes. The yeah, she opened the he opened the girl's eyes again and laughed at it. Oui. Laughed? Yeah. Wait, the laughing part? Where's the laughing part? Go on, laugh yeah, I would open her lids again. Laugh the blue. Laugh without the stain. Oh, wait, am I wrong? I think you're wrong. I don't well, think. Okay, 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 I don't think. He, oh, okay, 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 ok
kind of show life. Like, you know, that when you're people, when you're alive, there's always kind of like a twinkle in your eye. Like, there's always some thing, something in your eye. I'm so old. I'm kidding. Uh, Somehow, in his delusion, he thinks he thinks of the eyes as still alive. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The way he describes it, like, think of it it, too literally. The way he describes it, like, it's like, um, yeah, what Lance said. How about this part? And I untainted the the thing, ba next to trees about her neck, her her cheek once more. I think he just loosened yeah. the 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 hair, hair from her neck. Anyways, you know, I think you should read. I Wait, propped you know, her head a... up as before. Yeah, contribution, ba contribution. I propped her head up as before. Only this time, I shoulder over her head, which drops upon it. Still the smiling rosy little head, so glad it has its owner. It's out that all it's curved at once is once is fled and I if it's not um instead. I think that this next line basically somehow he's pretty we really show that he's a little he's pretty delusional. Alright, alright. Somehow he thinks so, somehow he thinks that in his delusion he's convinced that that his that his love that por- porphyria she wanted him to kill her. Oh. oh like he wanted him to kill her because like he he knows that perhaps he knows that he's he removed her of all other earthly concerns and worries now now she can focus on him being with him forever yeah Ooh. very dark part. don't know i mean literally the author is literally like um very sunshine but then he makes these kinds of poems all right, let's see. Let's the last five lines should go to Jai Pai. I thought we should give it the lines that way. Furious love, she guessed not how. Her darling one, wish wish would be heard, and thus we sit together now. And all the and all night long we sh- we have not stirred, and yet God has not said a word. Lo. What do you think the last five lines mean? I guess they're sitting in the for like um in their setting right now, I guess they're like you're just sitting in the room. But then there's like another the there's like another meaning in it. I just don't know which one is it is it I'm just thinking right now. Hmm. The first one but well my the first two the first two lines obviously I think refer to somehow. It's kind of like the message of the last paragraph the last five yeah the last couple of paragraphs like basically he's telling people like a, oh wow yeah i basically killed porphia because that's what she secret that's what she probably wanted anyway to be alone to be with me forever without yeah, any con- other concern it's like she she and will she- never guess like what how her one wish would be fulfilled right yeah I- like she it was fulfilled but not in the way she expected Without- yeah and thus we sit together now, and all night long we have not stirred, and yet God has not said a word. And I did. God hasn't judged. Apparently, he's been sitting with the corpse that he he, he murdered, and he has, yeah. and he, and God. And, and apparently, so maybe he thinks alone. that it's okay. Yeah. Like God, God hasn't, hasn't judged anything. His action. Mm. He thinks right. that if he would have, let's just he try thinks to that if God out. cared. He thinks yeah. that if God really cared. He probably would have spoken out of the sky condemning him, but 
since he didn't, he concludes in his delusional belief that it what he did was was the right thing to do all along. Mm. I all agree right. that one. I like the writer the way the way he writes his poem, but so so weird. Yeah. Kind of a haunting image yeah. that you get in your head this, this that is you my probably favorite. can't get out. This is my second favorite. Uh, the winner is wait, let me. It's Darren with four points, and then and then Cher Luis is the winner. Yay! So, um, thank you guys and goodbye. Everyone, say bye. Oh yeah, the imposter is if you didn't know, it was Marco. Yeah. So yes, it was Marco, guys, and everyone, say bye. Bye. <laughs>